0: Opinions and ideas expressed in the following Moraine Valley Broadcast Channel recording are those of its creators and do not represent the views of Moraine Valley Community College.
1: Hello, welcome back to The Daily Dish, hosted by Patricia Klosak and Kaylee Tanis. So today's episode is called The Truth About Obesity, and it's going to cover a major topic, obesity, which affects one in three Americans, and the discourse surrounding it. So first, let's make sure that everyone actually understands what discourse is. So, simply, it's defined as written or spoken communication or debate, but it has many other definitions and more details. There's four major different
0: types, including popular discourse, academic discourse, political discourse, and food
1: industry. Also, it's really important to note that there are at least four different ways to present discourse. So, first there's exposition, which has a goal of just making the audience aware of a specific topic. Then there's narration, which involves using stories. Description uses the five senses to create a mental picture and literary, poetic, or send clear message leaving no confusion. So it's very common for people to believe information with little to no questioning, especially when it comes from academics, politicians, the media, and the people around them. That can be risky as all four
0: of these categories of people have different ways of expressing opinions on obesity.
1: So first let's talk about the food industry discourse. In an article called The Perils of Ignoring History, Big Tobacco Played Dirty and Millions Died, How Similar is Big Food? by Kelly Brownwell and Kenneth Werner, it talks about the food industry having a playbook, which is really a bunch of points that they want people to believe about obesity. And one of their main points is always tell people that obesity has more to do with exercise than calorie intake and um, make sure people believe that exercise is the reason obesity happens, which it really isn't. Scientists have proven
0: that calorie intake is actually the reason of obesity and not exercise.
1: Okay, so from there, now that we're on the topic of scientists, let's move into academic discourse. So the Harvard School of Public Health Obesity Prevention Strategies article says that you can prevent obesity by limiting um, unhealthy food increasing activity, which is what the food industry says, but they also say that limiting TV and screen time, improving sleep, and reducing stress will all help reduce obesity, which is more than the food industry says. There was a Harvard study that said that Coca-Cola
0: Company funds these researches, So you have to be very careful
1: just because it's academic. You always have to check who sponsored it. Right, so if they're sponsored by the food industry, obviously they'll go by the food industry's playbook. And make themselves look better rather than state the truth. Right. So now from there, let's talk about the popular discourse. So there's this video called Dear Fat People by Nicole Arbor. It was very controversial. It was actually taken off the internet and put back on. So I watched the video and she was very rude, not academic
0: at all, but people treated it as a learning a learning thing. Um, but we also watched another video called Stigma, the Human Cost of Obesity, which basically was overweight and obese people and they were telling their story, their side of the story and it didn't really add up to what she was saying but so many people believed of what she was saying on that video um, and that's an example of popular discourse it's not academic but it's very believed.
1: Right and obviously different groups of people have different opinions so even though this is all popular discourse they're very contradicting one was making fun of obese people And on the other video, The Stigma and the Human Cost of Obesity, these people were crying about people like Nicole Arbour who make fun of them and don't believe that they're going through a struggle and just put all the blame on themselves. Another popular viewpoint of popular discourse is
0: the NFL. It's very athletic people but all of the commercials during the Super Bowl is just food which proves that popular discourse says exercise instead of the calorie intake since they're sponsoring all these food commercials and and say the play 60 campaign where they say to exercise but still eat
1: right so they're kind of going off of the um, food industry's playbook with saying you know you need to exercise but they don't say well don't eat the food that sponsors us because then they wouldn't be sponsored anymore so they have to follow the playbook which makes um, that type of popular discourse not very reliable just because of their sponsors. The political discourse also falls victim to the food industry
0: where there was a law passed to stop the jumbo size of candy bars, So so the food industry found a loophole to make
1: two packs. Right, two packs meant for sharing, but really you know nobody's gonna share their candy bar, so you end up with the same amount. So the food industry will always find loopholes. Um, Another example of political discourse would be in 2003, when the World Health Organization recommended that they limit children's intake of free sugar, mostly in schools. And the sugar industry, of course, didn't like that, so they actually paid politicians to attack the report and the World Health Organization publicly because people trust politicians, for the most part, So if a politician is saying, you know, the World Health Organization isn't reliable and this article isn't reliable, then people are going to believe that over the World Health Organization. So another example of political discourse is Michelle Obama and her Let's Move campaign, which encourages children to stay active and stay healthy and battle obesity by exercising. When research shows that childhood obesity has little to do with activeness, but because of the popular and academic discourse is being paid by the food industry this is the campaign that Michelle Obama chose to make kids stay active and Michelle Obama made sure that these messages went straight to the children by airing them on Disney Channel and other child networks so that brings us into the media discourse where McDonald's promoted
0: exercise while still eating their food unlike Michelle Obama which promoted these commercials to eat healthier but still exercise on Nickelodeon, Disney Channel to be to kids so they don't hear it from like their parents.
1: Right, but regardless, all types of discourse kind of just follow what the food industry says because the food industry has so much money and so much power. They can pay these people and they can encourage them to follow their playbook. This all brings us back to the food industry's playbook. So that's all that we have for you today. Hopefully this, um, this podcast gets you thinking about who you trust and makes you analyze really what you're hearing and what you're reading about because obviously not everybody's um, trustworthy, especially you know politicians, academics, when you would think they are, but not when they're being paid by someone to say certain things.